0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm
1: Craig Forrest. I am talking to the very talented Clyde Tabor, who has lived overseas and now lives in America and Southern California. He's been involved in all kinds of missions media. We'll talk about that today. So Clyde, welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, thank you. It's great to be with you.
1: You bet. I've known Clyde for maybe about eight, nine years.
2: Yeah, it's been a while. And
1: as we got to know each other, what I did not know about Clyde is that he was very, very involved with the Jesus film, especially, not, not just in America, but overseas and lived in Paris, uh, promoting throughout Europe and North America, and probably other places, the Jesus film. Talk about that a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Jesus film is just a historic chapter in the, in, of the 20th century church, now in the 21st century church, where God raised up some people to make a film feature length on the life of Christ, um, taken from the Gospel of Luke, um, not a big budget film was released theatrically in 1979, but what is unique about the film and will never be surpassed is the distribution. Uh, this lang- the film now has been translated, I believe, into over 1,300 different oh, wow. languages. Wow! Which is will never happen again. Uh, it's just an extraordinary thing. God used particular Paul Eshelman and others to just have the vision to take this this Bible on film around the world, and it's still going, and I had the privilege of working there for seven years.
1: Now, you were based, uh, I know that you, you lived in Istanbul for a while, where, where you uh, actually were part of a team, and you met your lovely wife, Sharon, who is perhaps the tallest woman in the entire world. She's <laughs> just incredibly tall, but Clyde is actually taller, so it all works out really, really good.
2: And our kids are taller than us, so Yes, well, keeps going. You
1: know, when you feed them well, this is what happens, so there yes. you go. Um, but you also lived in Paris. Talk about what you were doing in Paris there for uh, I think seven, eight years.
2: So, yeah, we, were, um, we had a heart for the Muslim world. We were headed back to Istanbul when God did a redirect and sent us to Paris to work with Muslim and international students which we did in, from 93 to 2000. I had the privilege of working with students there and then also oversaw the work for Campus Crusade from North Africa to the Middle East all the way through Central Asia. That was a 30-country spread. Uh, and basically got to be involved in planting campus movements, university movements, uh, in that huge window, that part of the 1040 window, and saw God do some very extraordinary things. And it was while I was there, in fact, at the end of that, in 2000, when I was in North Africa in Casablanca, when God spoke in a very unusual way and somewhat dramatic and said, I'm calling you into media, and uh, I resisted for a while and then ended up figuring out that I probably shouldn't resist God for that long. Why were,
1: why were you resisting?
2: I had no background in media. My undergraduates, computer science, I have a master's in theology with an emphasis in missions. Uh, I saw myself as more of a field worker and not a media person. Uh, so I just like I didn't have any background. So, But I ended up moving to California to work with the Jesus Film and learned that I had the skill set of a producer got to be involved in overseeing a dozen different media projects that are still kind of going around the world
1: great conversation with clyde Tabor, media missions executive and leader we'll be back after the break in 32 seconds
0: this podcast features engaging conversations with leaders artists and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media today's episode is produced by matchstick media international a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Welcome back to our conversation with Clyde
1: Tabor, who has a lot to say about media and message and missions. Of all the questions uh, that I get in my workshops around the world, uh, 25 countries now, The number one question asked me every single workshop is, what is a producer? Everyone knows what a director is and what a writer is. Those are well-published, well-promoted. It's very clear. But really, there's all kinds of producers. And one type of producer is the one who manages and organizes and connects. And you're that kind of producer, aren't you?
2: Yeah, and I I kind of learned it by by doing it. I backed myself into this, and I realized that in the projects that I've been involved with, yeah, the producer is the person that God God calls to see a project from A to Z. Like, you know, so I was the co executive producer on the film called Magdalena that's gone into like 130 languages. That for two years I, I sat on top of that project to make sure that everything happened. The funds were raised. That the producers that we outsourced to were hired. The director was hired, <laughs> casting and all of that. And uh, yeah, I just have to say, yeah, make sure that this gets done. That it's A to Z.
1: Well, let's get you to Southern California. That you're you're working for a while on the Jesus film, and then you made a transition uh, to Visual Story Network. Talk about how that happened. And what, what was the the germ, the uh, conception of that idea?
2: Yeah, well, God is, is always, um, keeps us on a journey, so I'm, I'm a big believer in uh, a, a theology of seasons that God calls us to and through various seasons in life and in ministry. I had a season of seven with the Jesus film, seven years, loved that, again, learned what a producer was and that I had that skill set. And then in 2007, a handful of us, including the director of the Jesus film, Rob Hoskins, the director of One Hope, and some other leaders, got together and kind of heard from the Lord saying that the church, capital C, Global Church, in particular the missions arm of the church, needs to be more effective in communicating visually. It's a language. It's unfortunately not a language. Historically, the church has spoken very fluently. And so how can we help the church more effectively communicate around the world in visual stories. So whether that's the television screen, the cinema screen, the computer screen, or now the biggest screen is the smallest screen, the mobile device. How do we use those platforms for reaching and teaching people uh, to, to know and follow Christ to the ends of the earth? And so we started that and it's kind of worked.
1: Well, since 2007, where were you when you started in 2007? And as we uh, conduct this Podcast. What kind of growth have you seen from the beginning and where uh, Visual Story Network is now?
2: Yeah, great question. So when we started, it was really just five organizations who kind of got together to say, "How? what could we do to serve the church to be a catalyst? Um, you know, fast forward 2015, we can now identify about 2,000 people in 75 countries who loosely associate with one another, like Craig, uh, who are in this space, who have a passion for Jesus and a passion for communicating visually. So we are able to connect them, we foster collaboration, we've seen a hundred different projects, products and partnerships kind of happen as a result of the network in the first seven or eight years Uh, and I'd say we've got about two hundred and fifty organizations that have participated at different levels, it's all voluntary Um, but we're really big on the idea that we're better together than we are alone and so we find ways to make that happen.
1: as you're talking about that, it reminds me, when you said the word connection, are, have you found groups, organizations, and people that are very resistant to connecting and cooperating? And if so, why do you think that is?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I will say, in my experience, and most of it's been kind of in the missions world, being in the Middle East, or in, in Europe, or in Central Asia uh that most mission organizations are fighting such a giant namely you know the the task of reaching people in very hard places is so big that most organizations realize wow i can't do this by myself i've got to learn from my brother i've got to find a way to partner um you know there are some holdouts um and at least in the missions field i have to say they're they're the minority thankfully who still think that A, they either don't need others, or B, that they, their product is so good that they, they, they're adequate as being the, the only game in town. Uh, but I would say even like those larger organizations have come to the point where they realize, you know what, we're really better when we work with others. A case in point being the Jesus film, the Jesus film well-known and respected, a great product, a great history. But part of the reason they co-founded the Visual Story Network is they said, as much as we see God using the Jesus film in the future we see just as much, if not more, potential in seeing the church around the world create their own content, their own language and their own culture and their own worldview to reach their own people. And that's part of why the Visual Story Network was born.
1: Wonderful, great conversation with Clyde Tabor, Missions Executive, who's talked a lot about media, how it shapes our world and how it shapes ministry as well. We hope that you will join us in our next episode where we will pick up the conversation some more.